This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Talk to nicely. Sarah, Straight Facts, and Ashley. You guys now have full access to all Dr. Nosley bonus episodes, so be sure to check them out and let me know what you think. For those of you who'd like to gain access, check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash drnosleep. You'll instantly get full access to all my past and future bonus episodes for only five bucks a month, so be sure to check it out. You can find the link in the podcast description. Now time for the story. My name's Eric, and I am a beginner game designer. What that means is I understand the basics of stuff like Unreal Engine and other tech, but I don't have the funds to put my skills to the test, at least not fully. I tried different fundraising platforms like Patreon, GoFundMe, and Kickstarter. None of those panned out. I know my ideas are great. I just need money to get them off the ground. If I can just gather some funds, I will be off to the races. That's what got me on the dark web. A friend of mine told me I could raise money pretty easily there. According to him, anything and everything can be bought. But the question becomes, what are you willing to pay? I didn't quite follow what he was saying at first. Weren't the backers the ones giving me the funds? It doesn't always work that way on the dark web. You know how on Kickstarter you have to make certain promises to the pledges. I told him I would think it over. I had college and other general life duties to take care of and really didn't know when I would even get started on this pipe dream. But less than a week later, I saw another indie developer jumping out to make a game similar to mine, and I knew I couldn't just wait for a miracle. It was time to make deals with devils. I got the right equipment to access the dark web and started searching the forums. I put out a dozen offers on different sites, offering my services for any sort of financial backing. Maybe I was a little drunk and not thinking straight, but I felt that I would be willing to give up anything just to make this project happen. A day or so later, I wasn't getting any hits. No one was taking an interest. It made me feel like a failure. If I couldn't even get seedy underworld thugs to talk to me about my games, what chance did I stand in the real market? But I decided to try just one more site, a place called shadowsale.onion, and wrote this. I know a lot of people come here asking for money and saying they will do anything for it, but I mean it. This means the world to me. I can't let it go. I will pay any price. Please, just someone help me. 20 minutes later, I got a response. Username, Mr. Death. They typed out this message. Your offer intrigued me. This project must be something life-changing. Contact me on this private server ASAP. I couldn't believe my luck. I went immediately. The backer had a lot of questions for me. What sort of game was it? How would it work? Who would benefit? I did my best to answer them all. He was very interested. I could tell that this backer 
really thought I had a unique vision. There is a lot to unpack to this, Eric. Give me a little time to think it over, he said. Then he went dark. I waited all night, hoping and praying that this would be the answer I needed. Around 3.30 early that morning, a ping from my phone told me that they had sent over funds. It was six times how much I had even asked for. I was stunned. Then they sent a message along with it. Get started with the prototype. We will discuss the extra steps tomorrow. I didn't even get any sleep. Immediately, I started buying software, attending online classes to learn the right programs. This was exactly what I needed and more. But in the back of my mind, I wondered what they meant by extra steps. Were they planning to do something with my game once it was finished? I tried to push it aside and keep working. I wanted to prove their investment wasn't a mistake. The next day, sleep deprived, I sent a message and showed them what was done so far. I'm impressed. You're a man of your word. Now tell me exactly what would be needed to create a user interface for this program, he asked. Are you talking like virtual reality? To be honest, I haven't considered it, I said. The application of this game could be next level tech, Eric. I suggest you start considering it because companies like Oculus would be chomping at the bit to get near this, Mr. Death said. He wired me more money, insisting I get started right away. I can't. I have to get to work tomorrow, I said in the chat. Forget your job. The money I'm offering can sustain you. This project is all that matters now, they told me. Then they added a message that should have been another red flag to me. I will be sending some codes and specifics for the program tonight. Implement them immediately. I wasn't aware they were a programmer, so it struck me as odd. What did they want to add to my code? Was this a hack? Then I looked at the money again. I had come too far to stop now. I started adding all of the lines of code, making the algorithm exactly what he wanted it to be. It felt like a part of me was being sold just to get this done, but it was a price I was willing to pay. Fame couldn't possibly be far behind. Mr. Death stopped contacting me, despite all of my attempts to reach him. He had simply vanished. I was sure that it was something I had done, failing to properly understand the different programs he wanted me to add to the game. But I soon found out that wasn't the case at all. It was about a month later, I was at a local indie conference, a game expo that showcased new projects coming out soon. The exact prototype of my game was on display, being sold by some shifty vendor. My blood boiled. I couldn't believe I had been tricked so easily. I ran up to the presenter and demanded an explanation, but they just looked at me like I was crazy. This has been in development for a while, bud, so I suggest you just keep stepping, unless you need me to call security, they said. It occurred to me I had literally no proof that the game was mine. When I had sent all the files to Mr. Death, I foolishly hadn't considered making backups. And now, as a result, my work was being claimed by someone else. Part of me was furious, but another part of me was proud. This was the result of my work. Even if nobody recognized it, I could finally say that I had finished something. A sliver of a smile traced my lips as the first person came to try the game out and put on the Oculus headset. I waited patiently on the side to see what would happen. Less than five minutes later, the person started to scream and cry and tried to take off the headset in a panic. The smile on my face turned to worry. What was happening? I thought to myself. The presenter helped them get the apparatus off and looked at their bloodshot eyes. This thing is a living nightmare. How the hell did it do that? The customer asked as they left the booth. I approached the rep in concern and remarked, what exactly does the VR show them? It monitors their brain waves and presents their darkest fears to the light. Some people can't handle it. It's a bit of advanced AI, but we do have a consumer warning, 
he commented. He sounded nervous, like some of what the game was doing was unanticipated. I decided to give it a brief try, putting on the headset. What I saw still haunts me to this day. Somehow the game was able to bring up traumatic memories from my childhood and bring them to life. It felt like the game was intruding on my thoughts. This isn't what I wanted at all. I wanted immersive, but this is insane. I realized as I took off the headset quickly. I saw other customers avoiding the booth now as they recognized the threat. They had turned my game into a death machine, causing pain and agony to anyone who played. I left the expo soon after and composed this warning to all out there on the dark web and mainstream media. I don't know what my game is going to do next, but I urge you that you must never play it. It's learning and adapting, and I don't think it likes to lose. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to hit that follow button to get notified every time a new episode is released. Also, please take a second to leave a rating for the podcast. This is so important to help the podcast grow. Thank you.